Welcome to Game Time in the Triangle. I'm your host, Trisha Williamson. On this episode, part two of my interview with NBA player Cedric Simmons. We'll discuss his time with the Cavaliers, his international career, and what it's like to be a professional athlete and a parent. Last week on High School Hoops, Leesville Road High School traveled to Cardinal Gibbons. After a competitive first quarter, Cardinal Gibbons' recent domination began to show. They led by 15 at halftime and stretched their lead to 30 points by the end of the game. For Carla Gibbons, eight seconds to go, up by three, small, shakes, drives, gets the home shot block from behind, tipped down and good by McSweeney as the first quarter ticks out. The final score was Cardinal Gibbons 80, Leesville Road 50. Top scorers for Cardinal Gibbons included Cash McSweeney at 19 points and Aiden Smalls with 18. The Crusaders were presented with the game-winner trophy, and Aiden Smalls was named the player of the game. And now, Coach Brent Nolan, your team tonight came out, played such a high defensive effort, and then shot the ball from the outside. Where does that intensity come from? Uh, hey, these guys love to play on both sides of the ball. Um, they play with energy. They're just learning to win. And guys like this leading the charge um, with that kind of energy, you know, gives everybody a chance. And getting this victory tonight, this is a rivalry game against Leesville Road. What does it mean as far as this cap six battle and conference standings? Um, huge. Every single win is multiplied by like five once we hit the conference. And uh, Leesville's got an unbelievable program with a great tradition. They're well coached. They got great players. Um, so, I mean, this win is multiplied by, you know, as much as you possibly can. And it's worth a lot. This week on High School Hoops, Green Level High School travels to Apex. You can watch Friday at 7 on MyRDC, stream on MyRDCTV.com, and on Facebook Live. Cleveland was great. The city wasn't as nice as Chicago. The restaurants weren't as nice. Right, but, Miss Cleveland. But Cleveland was nice because then I was on a team with LeBron. Mm-hmm. That was the year after they went to the... I was going to ask Conference. if you played with him. Yeah. Was, that, was he on the team That was then? the year after they went to the finals. Okay. So at that point, I'm a young kid still. I think two years, second year in the league. Mm-hmm. Then I get to see what a real pro looks like. This guy that everybody thinks is the you know one of the greatest players ever. I mean, they weren't you know, wrong, right? You know, Cleveland, I had a schedule. You had to show up, if you were a younger player, 90 minutes before practice. You had to stay after you had to shoot with one older player or you shot by yourself with a coach. You had your own coach. One of the assistant coaches was assigned to you. Um, so at that point, it was more, okay, this is what the NBA is. This is how you get better. Mm-hmm. You know, you see the doctors. They tell you what you need to work on. They start working on your body. They want the best for you. Yeah. New Orleans wasn't like that. Nothing against New Orleans, but it was a different organization as far as like winning, as far as developing young players, Mm -hmm. as far as uh, you're on a a program. So Cleveland was the first place where I was comfortable. You know, I had my my son was there. He was just born. My my girlfriend was with me. Uh, My family could come and visit. It was cold, but like I said, that was the point where I saw LeBron. Mm -hmm. Like I said, we had to be there 90 minutes before practice, and he would always be there early. Was he older than you, younger than you? He's uh, a year, two years older than me. Okay. But this is LeBron, you know. I'm, right. I'm used to coming from New Orleans where, I mean, some guys show up 30 minutes before practice and, and <laughs> tie these shoes and let's go practice. Yeah. He was there, I mean, hours before. 
you know, like I would wake up and be like, okay, I'm going to the gym early because I got to go here. I got to, you know, I'm going to go eat breakfast. The chef is going to cook for me. I'm going to have pancakes. I'm going to have all this stuff. Then I'm going to take my time. I'm going to get ready. I'm going to lift weights before practice. I'm going to, you know, mm -hmm. do my rehab and stuff. And you walk in, you hear music blasting. And it's, it's LeBron. He's in there full sweat. You're like, man, if this is what it takes to be one of the greatest players, if he's doing it, why am I not doing it? That's so it's kind of like something rubs off on you. You know, the greatness. You see yeah. that you see greatness in front of your eyes, and then you realize, okay. Seems like he didn't have to tell you. He just showed you. Right, exactly, exactly. It's like, yeah, one of those things where it's like, okay, if he's doing it, maybe I should start doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see uh, we had a guy named uh, Al Gauskas, so Junus Al Gauskas. He was a little older, about 7'3". Same thing. After practice, he wouldn't be there before practice because he would be doing some other things for his ankles. He had foot problems. He was seven three. He was a little taller, you know. Sure. Guys that tall have problem with their lower uh, body. Um, but after practice, man, he every day. It wouldn't be long. He wouldn't be out there all day. He wouldn't be talking that much. But after practice, he would be there with his coach, and he would be doing the same workout every day, shooting the same shots over and over. And I'm like, okay. Maybe if I ask him, can I join the workout, he would let me. So I started working out with him. I started picking up little things from him. He started showing me different moves or different footwork that I didn't know, that I didn't learn in college, mm -hmm. kind of things that would elevate my game to the next level. Um, and and uh, like I said, Cleveland is probably one of the better. It sounds like it. The way yeah. you talk about it, it yeah. sounds like they you know kind of bring the younger players in and mm – -hmm. They want you to get better. Right. They want you to get better. They're just they're they're more like bought into you, you know, like we're gonna get you better. This is what the NBA is about. It's a you know, we got the most money in the world as a basketball you know, organization or or uh, you know, as far as the NBA is top level. Mm -hmm. So we have all the high level trainers, doctors, everything, and we're gonna invest in you to get you better. And that was one of the places where I felt like I was I was actually I bet that was a good feeling. It was a great feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say the Cavaliers were your favorite team of the NBA teams that you played for? Um Yeah, no. I like the Hornets because I played there. Mhm. Mm and it was my rookie year. I actually was on the court. Yeah. And um once I got to Cleveland, I had an ankle injury, so I didn't play much. Okay. Um I was still like I said I was rehabbing, but I was still playing. They let me play Every time I was ready to play, I would play one or two games, and I would sprain my ankle, and I would go off the lineup and have to do rehab again. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of – but I, but I, I wasn't depressed or anything. Mm -hmm. I felt like they really – you know, they would they would leave a coach behind. Sometimes when the team went on the road, they would leave a younger coach behind, and I would just work out with him. We would have a schedule, like I said. Yeah. I would have to show up to the gym, work out with him, get better with him every day until the team got back and they would ask him about my progression and different mm -hmm. things like that. So that's great. It sounds like it's a really good organization. Yeah, very I good. like getting a little behind the scenes on like yeah, what very, the different teams are like. Very good organization. Well, I think that was more of a, a Mike Brown thing. Who's in Sacramento now with the oh, Kings okay. and you see right. how well the Kings are playing. I don't know if you watch basketball, but the Kings are, are, are they doing well? They're doing very well. And it's, it's I think it's more of a, his uh, mentality he came from the Spurs, which was under Greg Popovich, and mm -hmm. it's just the way they're, the way they treat players, the way they're taught to treat players. 
That's really cool. You know, yeah. How um he wasn't at the Kings when you were at the Kings. No, he was he in went, Cleveland. He was okay. the head coach. He in stayed Cleveland. there. Yeah, yeah. So you um after you went Cavaliers, mm-hmm. Bulls, Bulls, then Sacrums, to the Kings, then to the Kings. Where did you go after that? Because I know you started international at some yeah. point, right? Yeah. So at, so there, I went to Greece, signed mm-hmm. to play a con- to play in Greece, um, but that didn't work out. Something with the money. The team said they were going to pay me too much money, so they came up with it, some kind of said something was wrong with my knee, which I told you I had two screws in my knee, right? But nothing was ever wrong with my knee. I've, oh, I've never had problems. Yeah. So I stayed in Greece for about a month. I rehabbed with um, uh, one of the top therapists in Greece. He was actually one of the therapists for the national team, the Greek national team. Oh, cool. So. I stayed there for a month, did rehab with him, and I came back to the G League. Played three weeks in the G League, left and went to China. So now I'm really, I've been to Greece. I've been, I've come back to, where was I at? Uh, Boise, Idaho. Mm-hmm. Then I'm in Idaho, stayed there for three weeks. I'm going to China. Um, my son is two at the time. He's going with me. He went with you. <laughs> he That's went so with cool. Me. So we're in China, you know. We're staying in a hotel. I'm there for three months. It feels like I'm there for three years because we're just in the hotel. I go to get practice. I go to the games. We play in the games. I come back to the hotel. Mm-hmm. We don't move. We don't leave the hotel to go eat anywhere because nothing against China, but it's China. The food is mysterious you know mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> respectfully well you know it's not like they were um huge on everyone should speak english at that mm-hmm. point and so right, you know right. i bet you were a fish out of water yes. in more ways than one yeah. right yeah so more we ate a lot of kfc we ate a lot of mcdonald's that's what happened when i went international the first time <laughs> i was intimidated yeah it's intimidating yeah. to go and, and understand that nobody's going to understand yeah. Yeah. what you're saying right and you said yourself you're a small town boy right yeah had so, you ever been out of the country before you went to greece no first time but greece was actually they actually spoke english there yeah and the food was very good in greece um that mediterranean food that mediterranean mm. food is it was <laughs> <laughs> and I actually ended up signing back to Greece. Oh, nice. Going back after China. I went back for a month. And then um, uh, after that, you want to hear the whole... I'm curious wanna, because I know that you went to... Because it could be... <laughs> Bulgaria and you yeah. were in Japan and yes. you just went all over the place, yeah. right? Yeah. Where did you end up the longest? Hmm... The longest was Greece when I went back because mm-hmm. I played with a bigger team than at the time. I, I signed and played Athens, which yeah. is in a bigger city. Sure. Um, I was probably there for the longest. Um, and I probably was in Italy. I played in Italy for two years with the same team um, in a small city called Brindisi, which is another great, great city for me because – I was in Athens before that. I was in Madrid before that. Played at Estudiantes, a smaller team. Um, so I went from a big city where I had a lot of things to do outside of the court to a smaller city where you're the only thing in the city. Mm-hmm. Like there is no professional soccer team. There's no other sports. It's just basketball. And everywhere you go, you're a celebrity. Oh, that's cool. Everywhere you go, 
you know, people talk to you. They want to talk. They want to speak to you, but they speak Italian, so they can't really say much. But you know, they that you know, you could feel that they they're nice. They want to know. They want to welcome you to their city. Yeah. You know, so at that point, that's when I started enjoying Europe the most. Yeah. Um, and of course, Athens. Everybody knows Athens. Greece Absolutely. is Greece is nice. The food is nice. Mm-hmm. And Italy was the food was great there. I um, mean, you can't. The food was good in Madrid too. Um, I mean, I ate well when I traveled through Europe. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think there was ever a place I went where I was like, "Oh, this this food is garbage." Like, yeah. no, it was always good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the first couple years in in Greece, I was in a smaller city, so I ate at a lot of mom and pop shops. The food was great. You get but, real food at yeah, the mom and pop shops. Yeah, real huh? food. Yep. And they throw a little something extra in there once they find out you're a basketball player. <laughs> I mean, but come on, Cedric, you walk in. Can yeah. you be anything other than a basketball player? <laughs> you never know. I don't know. You're true. It's very true. <laughs> if ever, like, you know, basketball, I think, lends itself to there is a certain type of person who can play. Mm-hmm. And they all look like that. And, you you know, like right. people ask, I'm sure, Jay all the time, Jay Sunhalter, like, right. did you play basketball? You right. know, could there you know, tall yeah. people. That's what you do, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, that's very true. Uh, when you're walking through these countries that are not a melting pot like mm-hmm. America, and you walk in and you've got brown skin and you're six foot nine, right? Like, did you ever feel? I don't want to say like a freak show or anything like that, but did people like treat you differently because of it, in a good or a bad way? Um, I would say no. That's cool. Um, but a lot of times. <laughs> Because a lot of those places, there's a lot of Africans, you know. A lot of times they would they would look at me. And one time I talked to a guy who, who was the owner of the restaurant. He said, you know, I didn't mean to stare, but when I saw you, I knew you was an African because of your shoulders, you know, like hmm. because I was wide up top. And he said, you know, more Africans are, are kind of slim, slim skinnier. Slim all the way. Interesting. Yeah, which... But I'm thinking if you would have saw me in high school, you probably thought I was, you know. You're wider up top because you had to work hard to get it, didn't you? Right, exactly. <laughs> so, but I don't. I wouldn't say no one treated me different in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Asia, for sure. In China, it was like they, they had never seen anything. Mm. I was an alien. And then I had my son there who was dark-skinned brown skin yeah. with curly hair. So a lot of times they would try to touch his hair and I would have to oh goodness. politely knock, knock yes, their hand away and say, that. you know. Yeah. You know the Come on, people. The, the hygiene. <laughs> I don't know about the hygiene in China, but you're not going to touch my son. He's only 2, you know. You're yeah. not going to just pull on his hair and and, and use him yeah. just to see just to, for your curiosity, you know. And yeah, if you're obviously he was probably cute. He probably mm-hmm. had curly hair, and yes. they were just like, exactly. he's a novelty, right? Right. But no, right. really, he's a kid. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So I don't, I don't feel like I got treated any differently in some of those places. Maybe Bulgaria, you know, because they were a little more harsh. They were a little more meaner towards Americans. Yeah. Um, but wait. You're a Bulgarian citizen now. <laughs> yeah. How did that come? How did that come about? <laughs> Long story short, is I had a I had a teammate in Greece my first year that was Bulgarian, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the coaches came to watch him play. And basically, if you get a a, a European passport, 
you can play as a European. Oh, okay. So I was actually playing as a European for the last four or five years in Europe. So I didn't count as an American. I was a European, but I was American, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's not uncommon now. A lot of guys have European passports. Um, I see it in tennis all the time. People move countries yeah, to yeah. play for the countries. Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of, it was just one of those things that was kind of new. But it was an opportunity for me to be an Amer to be an American with a European passport, which means more money, which means more stability on some of the bigger teams. Nice. Because in, in Europe, if the team isn't winning, the first thing they change is the Americans. Oh, wow. You know, and at that time I was a European, so... The passport worked out very well for me in Spain. They changed every other American on my team in Spain but me. So Bulgaria was the country that you became a citizen of and they gave you your passport. Yes. So if Bulgaria goes to the Olympics, can you play with them in the Olympics? I could if I if I, if I wanted to, if they chose me, but I don't think they would give me a call back. It was kind of one of those. Uh, the agreement was for me to play two years with the national team and after that I don't have to play anymore plus now I'm a little older they don't want me yeah you're the yet. ripe old age of what 37, 37 you old yeah, man yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so I actually um I actually spent the summer there uh in Bulgaria mm -hmm. playing for the national team so I my season finished um uh, in Spain I want to say April May and I had to report in June to Bulgaria. We went straight to the mountains. I didn't see any other city. I didn't see any of the nice stuff. Mm -hmm. We went straight to the mountains. Started like a training to get ready for the, the summer games and all that stuff. So it, it was a long, long summer. But in the end, it was worth it. It was worth the passport. In the end, it was basketball. You know. Did you bring your son with you wherever you went? Uh, he was he didn't go to Bulgaria because mm -hmm. it was during the summer, but he he lived he lived in most of the places. That's uh, cool. He went to uh, school in Italy. He went to school in Greece. Um, he was back and forth with my girlfriend from Spain, mm -hmm. so they flew because Spain was a little closer, and we had another arrangement with the tickets in my contract that I had a certain amount of money to spend for the plane tickets. So I, we just booked a lot of them early. Yeah. And they were cheap back then. And it's not like it is now. Most of the time in your contract, you get a certain number of tickets for your family. But yeah. this time they gave me a certain amount of money. And I used that to my advantage. So. Nice. So they were, I mean, I would they would fly over every three months probably. Three to four months. And then for Christmas and then for some of the holidays. Um, I mean, you lived like I did in the military. It was, you yeah. know, occasional when your parents or your family right, or whatever right. you could go back and exactly. see. And, yep. Yeah. Are you glad to be back in America? I am. Yeah. I am. Um, this is probably the first time in maybe, I don't know, 10 years probably that I've been home this long, you know, yeah. uh, for the holidays, for Christmas, for football season, for basketball season. So it's kind of a... Some days I wake up, I'm like, man, what am I going to do today? Yeah. Or, or or what's next for me? But then some days I wake up, I'm thinking, man, I'm, I'm just glad to be home, glad to get to see my son at this pivotal time of his career, of his life. Yeah. He's turning 16. He's a teenager, you know, we got to 
He's going to start him, making all those get choices. Re- yeah, get him ready for the next part of his life mm-hmm. and start pushing him a little more in the right way. Would you say, are you still um, playing? Are you retired? Like, where uh, are you at right now in your career? I would say I'm retired. Yeah. Do I still want to play? Some days. Like, if somebody <laughs> asks you, would you be like, oh, yeah? <laughs> no. I, I, I At this point, probably. Because I haven't done anything the last couple months. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like uh, I'm not even in shape enough to play. I mean, I still I'm still in shape, but, but not. But for the mindset, yeah, 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 for the mindset to go out there and run up and down and sprint. Uh, no, yeah. I don't. Because the year before, during COVID, I went and played, and then after COVID, I took a year off. I didn't play for a year because I was gone for seven months without my family. I didn't want to do that again. So then I went back last year and played. And I tell I told my girlfriend when I called her on the phone, it was probably after the first game, I said, man, I I don't know if I can still play. Mm-hmm. I said, everybody's running so fast. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, <laughs> I can't catch it. I said, I said, they actually took off running, and I, I was running fast as I could, but I couldn't catch anyone. Yeah. You know, like by the time I got to the other end, they had already shot the ball and it was time to run to the other oh, side. Geez. And I okay. was like, maybe I, maybe I, you know, maybe I am a little older. Maybe I don't know if I can, but that got better as the months went along. That just showed me that conditioning for basketball and conditioning here, you know, running around, you know, the workouts I've done here, which I, like I said, I'm in shape, mm-hmm. but there's a different type of shape when it comes to basketball. That makes sense. You yeah. <laughs> so now you're here. Would you say that you are like living here? Or are you settled here? Yeah, your, yeah. Your son goes to high school here. My son he goes, goes to, to Cardinal Gibbons, yeah. right? We have a house here. We, we've we had a house here the last 10 years. Okay. Yeah. So this so was I, kind of your home yeah, base. Yeah, this is always home. Yes. Okay. Yes. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Did you always plan that? Like you liked Raleigh? Yeah, I liked Raleigh. It was either Raleigh or Supply. So, or Wilmington, but. I feel like I would have chosen Raleigh too. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, at that time I was younger. Yeah. So we always had access to NC State. So I could always go to NC State. I could use the court. As long as it was open, I could use the weight room. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things that made me choose Raleigh. Um, in Wilmington, it wasn't much at the time. It wasn't no gyms to go to. It wasn't no strength and conditioning coaches. It wasn't any trainers for basketball. So, mm-hmm. And Raleigh is the, uh, the airport. So yeah. I, I mean, I was traveling a lot. So it's always easier to get to the airport from to, to Raleigh. You I know, love that RD I can get to the or, airport in like yeah. 30 minutes. Growing up having to go to LAX and it was like two hours through traffic. Really? Going to RDU and just like walking through the gate <laughs> right. is another level. It's so amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've talked to a few people who are like retired or they, you know, they left college or things like that. And they usually end up going into like the management of sports teams, the coaching mm-hmm. of sports teams. Right. Is that something that you aspire to do? Yeah, and yeah, and no. Um, you know, working with my son for different sports, I I enjoy it. I enjoy seeing him improve, and I do know a lot of basketball. I watch a lot of basketball still to this day. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like I could coach. Do I want to coach? Some days, yeah. Like I said, some days, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I know with coaching, is, is there's another part of it. You know, it's just not the it's just not the player. Right. It's the parents. It's all that other stuff that comes with it. But um, 
and basketball trainers these days is kind of a it's kind of watered down there's so many there's so many trainers that want to be friends with the kids who aren't teaching the kids the game hmm. who aren't explaining to different kids different situations you know they're they're more friends they're more about telling the kid how good he is okay when I don't think some of these kids are that good. My yeah. high school coach never told me how good I was or how great I was until I got to be a junior or a senior in high school. Well, I mean, some criticism can, you know, be constructive. It can help the player right. get better. Do you feel like that your coaches helped you get better when they – Right, exactly. Yeah. I think my coaches, I think my parents, um, like I said, my, my mom, they never – they told me I was good, but they never said you're the greatest thing mm. for this family. You know, like I feel like nowadays that's where a lot of the mental health comes in with kids mm -hmm. because they think they're so great. But then when you go to college or you go to the pros, there's 15, 10 other people that were also great. I bet that's a shock, right? So when you get punched in the face or not literally punched in the face, but just like, with the thing, yeah. When you got to wake up 8.30 in the morning to go to class, then you got to work out, then you got to lift weights, then you got to find time to eat, then you got to find time to play on a video game. And that starts balling, you know, snowballing. And then it's December, you're not playing, you're sitting on a bench, and you're like, why am I not playing? Mm -hmm. My I coach was, told me I'm the greatest ever, right. come on. I call my mom every day, and she's telling me how great I am. I call him my high school coach, and he's telling me, listen, you're the best player on the team. I don't know why you're not playing. Instead of telling the kid, just keep working. Yeah. You know, there's always, there's always tomorrow. Just get better. Just focus on the little things to get better. You're not doing everything perfect. Maybe, yeah. maybe instead of showing up to practice 30 minutes early, show up 45 minutes early. Work on your jump shot. Work on your left hand. Work on your right hand. Um, Focus on some of the smaller things that will make you a better player and a better person. Yeah. I mean, know? if LeBron still had to do it when he was right. in the NBA, then, <laughs> you know, a high school kid probably still has to do right. it, right? Exactly. 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 I feel um, like you worked at a lot of different organizations and you saw a lot of different mm -hmm. management styles, training styles. Right, um, right. Did you bring that to, because your son plays basketball, right? Right. Do you bring that to him when he's practicing? Yeah. I'm trying to. Well, you know, that's one thing I learned. Dad is dad. So some things I tell him he won't listen to me. Hmm. But if I tell you to tell him, he'll be like, okay. Okay. Yeah. You know. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, I feel that. So, I feel that. So my best friend who's friends with Jay, his name is, is, is Simon Harris. I have um, also interviewed Simon yes. Harris for this podcast. He went, and, he went and talked to the school one day. He talked to my son. And my son got in the truck. He was all excited. He said, man, dad. I talked to Simon, you know, Simon's his goddad. He said, man, he probably gave me one of the best speeches ever. He said he told me to stay in school, you know, get good grades, focus on my books. He told me how good I am in sports, that I can go to college. And I said, okay, really? Oh. I said, so what have I been telling you <laughs> all these years? I don't know, Dad. All I heard was the wah, 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 right, like exactly. in one ear and out the other. <laughs> and I went home and I told his mom, I said, I I've been telling him the same thing. So I was like, you know, I I get it. 
<laughs> but at the same time, I'm looking at him like, come on, man. Yeah, just slip a note to somebody else when right, you want to yeah, tell him so something now I and know. you'll get it through. Right, now I know. I'm going to just go get a random person while we're working out at the Y and say, hey, tell him to do this with his footwork. Yeah, yeah. But he's actually he's actually coming along now. He's actually wanting to learn how to get better. Um, he's actually understanding what it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I work out a lot. He see me work out every day, sometimes twice a day. Um, now he's understanding why I do it. Yeah. Cause he's like, man, I can't get out of shape. I need to do something to stay in shape. I don't want to get tired in the game. He said, I want to get stronger. I want to lift weights. And I'm like, yeah, that's what it takes, man. Yeah. You know, and, and I preach to him about school also. So that's, that's the main thing. Yeah. I don't put any pressure on him. I don't tell him I need him to be a D1 athlete. I don't tell him he needs to be ranked in baseball, basketball, football. I just tell them, look, just put the effort in. Yeah. I mean, the know? NBA might come, but right, doesn't for everybody. Right. right. And if it don't come, you're not a failure. Right. There's always a different different way. Just because your dad played, just because your dad is 6'9", and he played and was drafted and all that stuff, don't mean you have to follow in my footsteps, you know? That's nice. You know, yeah. I feel like they're – that might not be the approach of every person. Right. You know, right, they right. make their kids start when they're five and mm-hmm. doing the drills and things like that. <laughs> yeah. And then when the kid gets 15, doesn't want to do it <laughs> anymore, don't right? Do it and they wonder why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think uh, my girlfriend kind of helped me understand. I don't want to say normal people, but there's another world outside of sports, you know? Yeah. Like, like, let him, if he wants to do something else, it's fine. There's other professions outside of sports, Absolutely. you know. It's, there's, he don't have to be the next Cedric Simmons, you know. But you also, I think, did him, um, you know, a solid like taking mm-hmm. him around the world. Mm-hmm. He has seen so many things that sixteen-year-olds oh, yeah. yeah. wouldn't. Like you created right. a continental person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He had a passport when he was two years old. So I bet it was the cutest passport picture in the whole world. Oh, yeah. He. he it, he, I mean, he had best friends he used to FaceTime and speak Greek to. Mm-hmm. He learned Italian. He had an Italian tutor. He had a, you know, he's 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 tried a lot of different foods. We went to the steakhouse in Japan. You know, he's he's had Wagyu. He's had sushi. Mm-hmm. He sat down in different places, man. He's been to London. He's been to Paris. He's He's been all over the world, and, and, and he's only 16. Yeah. So now he knows there's a. It's a whole side, a different part of the world that, you know, if you want to go, if you want to explore, you can. Yeah, that's you know? really cool. It sounds like yeah. you've set him up for, you know, yeah. he's got a good head on his shoulders, that's, hopefully. That's, that's one of the positives that came from not playing in the NBA <laughs> Yeah. all my career. You know, he's he's actually seen a lot. And it's when I sit down and think about it, it's actually amazing. You know, when I look at him, sometimes I see a small kid, but then I think looking back at pictures of where he's been and. I mean, he's like I said, he's been everywhere. He's, I mean, we he's been to Dubai. <laughs> I can keep naming different places. Yeah. But he saw he saw a lot of different things uh, that, like, the world is different outside of the United States. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's good to see it and, and experience it, you know, first person. It's such a weird juxtaposition between like where you started, mm-hmm. and now your son has right. had a completely different the first 16 years of his life right right right, exactly kind of basketball brought you that that's really cool right yeah like uh when i talk to the kids from my area i tell them the main thing growing up for me was you got to cross the bridge there's a bridge that go from brunswick county to wilmington Mm -hmm. and a lot of people 
from our areas from supply they never go past wilmington they don't want to go past wilmington mm. you know it's they don't have a desire they don't even know what's on the other side you know driving to raleigh is a big deal for some people down there and and it's sometimes you got to think outside the box and get and get out of your comfort zone yeah you know i feel like it's made me a better person i feel like it's made me want to like you you know, mm-hmm. expose my kids to it, right. to seeing so many different mm-hmm. places and people and languages and foods and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do it's, you find that it makes you, um, you know, I, w- I don't want to say like tolerant or anything like that, but more like understanding of other people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. You know, one of the main things I see is here, you know, we see people from a different country or we see Spanish people and we're yelling at them. Why you don't speak English, you know? Why why yeah. come you don't understand? And then you go to these other countries and <laughs> Right. And you don't speak Italian, but you're trying to understand and then it just takes one nice person to kind of show you the way. So yeah. sometimes I try to step out and, and try to help different different people that I see struggling, you know, at different places, try to help them with a, with a different because I've been the I've been that person yeah that couldn't understand the language couldn't read Greek <laughs> in Japan I didn't know how to get on the train yeah especially when it's a completely different alphabet and right. you can't even yeah. like begin to yeah. figure it out and you're right? just looking at shapes and yep and you don't have service on your phone so you can't use Google Translate yeah. <laughs> so nothing's translating so you're just like excuse me sir can you show me where to go excuse yeah. me ma'am can you help me. I feel like you and I were traveling there at the same time. I was, you know, um, I left in 2010. um, Mm -hmm. And there wasn't all of the resources that we have today. I didn't have Google Translate. um, And I feel like it made me a different person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very true. A better person. Yeah. Yeah. Like more problem solving. Yeah. You know, figure it out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, you think about... pumping gas and stuff like that or just walking in certain places or trying to cook you know for the first time internationally you got to get all the things you know you got to kind of look you got to kind of see okay is this salt and this pepper is this (laughs) is this flour you know like certain things like that kind of makes you being able to adapt a little better Mm -hmm. so well cedric simmons who is now in Raleigh, and I'm super excited that you're here. Thank you so much for coming and talking to me. No problem. It's Thank so you for interesting inviting. to see all of your, you know, wherever you've been, all the travels you've been to is really cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It was, it was great talking to you. Join me next week on Game Time in the Triangle, where I talk sports with NCHSAA Commissioner Q Tucker, and we discuss her entry into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. Make sure to subscribe to the Game Time in the Triangle podcast so you'll get notified when new episodes air.